<laughs> Hopefully this fucking works finally. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Wrestling Classic, and I am here today with a very special guest. Um, you guys might know him. His name is Maxwell Jane Feinstein. Uh, he's an independent professional wrestler. He's been doing a lot recently, and you've probably heard about him. If you follow me, if you're on social media, if you live in the East Coast, if you follow independent wrestling, I am almost guaranteed you've heard about him, you've seen him, and you've probably even compared him to some other wrestlers you might know. And uh, today we're just gonna we're just gonna talk. We're gonna see what's going on with him. We're gonna see what he's up to these days. And honestly, uh, I'm gonna share one quick story with everybody uh, before we get started. When it comes to the wrestling classic, every now and then I start feeling doubt, and I start having start having some self doubt on myself and what I'm gonna do with it, or where I want to go with it, or who I want to be in the future because of it. And I and I tend to sit down. And I tend to write a list of things that. That uh, that have that have happened because of the wrestling classic. To remember that there is something there, and one of the things that always comes up for me is the fact that I can say that Max Maxwell J Feinstein, the wrestler, before he became Maxwell J Feinstein, Max Max Friedman was looking at the wrestling classic one day, and just and and, and in a sense, it inspired him to want to become a professional wrestler. And now, like two years, maybe two years later, only he's already doing so much which is an inspiration to anybody that wants to become a professional wrestler and, and that happened because of the wrestling classics so ladies and gentlemen without further ado maxwell j feinstein what up this only took five hours to get started yeah i am excited <laughs> um uh yeah everything you said is true you know i was i was at my college dorm i was not happy where i was at i was on instagram scrolling down and I just saw this guy perpetually making posts about wrestling every every minute on the minute, and I totally dug it, and I couldn't stop looking at the content, and it made me go, you know what, I know what I want to do. It's it's wrestling, it's not this. And ever since then, it's it's been an absolute crazy sprint, and I couldn't be happier with the decision I made. And and that was what? That was only like in 2000, 2014, maybe? 2015, if I'm even... Literally the very end of 2014, and I started training in 2015, and yeah. I had my first match, I believe, and that's in 2015. And that's crazy, because I only started the page in 2000. Like, the wrestling classic only became a thing at the beginning of 2014. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the it, your followers were... It, it definitely wasn't where it's at now, I can put it that way. I think you were actually at about 6K when I started following. I know, and Which, and that's what I think when I start thinking about like when I because there's times where I'm like you know what like unless like I I've found ways to make money I found opportunities through it and stuff but there's times where I'm like you know what, what am I doing with this like whatever blah 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 and that actually happens I'll sit there and I'll make a list of things that have happened because of this where like before 2014 I I'm like you what the fuck I've talked to the Rock like that would have never happened and yeah. uh, one of the things that I always think about is the fact that I always remember the story about how you said you know I'll, there might have been multiple pages, but you were on my page and you saw a bunch of wrestling stuff and you it, made, it inspired you to actually go chase the dream. And I'm like, the fact that I was able to do something like that for someone like you who's doing amazing things now, it's it, it's it's cool for me. It's one of my it's one of my uh, things on my list all the time. So I appreciate it. I'm glad you shared that story with me before. Where are you today? What is Maxwell J. Feinstein up to today? Because as far as I see, anywhere we look, we see you. You pop up everywhere. I mean, it's it's getting nuts. Uh, I'm I'm in the all over the Northeast. I'm starting to get all over the Midwest. I'm, I'm wrestling in Cali. 
So I'm taking over, taking over the U.S. Hopefully, I'm going to make it in Canada soon. But it's getting nuts. CZW Beyond, uh, Rockstar Pro, Creator Pro, Russell Pro. Uh, I mean, the, the list is long. Tier one. Uh, I could keep going. Maryland Championship Wrestling. It's it's nuts. And I think the last time we were talking, I was wrestling. I don't know, once a month if I was lucky. Now I'm wrestling two to three shows a weekend. How is it, like, how are you getting used to the schedule now? Like, it must be, like, when you wanted to become a wrestler, like, you obviously heard probably the stories of, like, hectic schedules, and mostly as an independent wrestler, like, you don't know what city you're going to be in next. It's not like the WWE where they give you, like, hey, oh, yeah. this is our travel schedule, this is where we're going to be. Like, you actually don't know. Someone's going to call you for a booking, you're going to see if you can make it out there. Like, how is that? How is that? Like, do you do that all by yourself, or do you get help, or? I, I really do it for the most part by myself getting the bookings. As far as the traveling and the travel expenses are, I, I am fortunate enough to have a amazing father who is willing to uh, step aside from his day and help me out, which I know might sound weird, but I'm a, I am a 20-year-old kid, so it's still okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's not. It, you have to figure out flights. You have to figure out how many hours it'll take to get to a venue. Like, uh, the best thing I can tell uh, – I'll give you a great example. I need to be in Indiana – uh, one day, and then the next day, I need to be all the way back in Philly for CZW. How do I do that? How does it get done? And I'm not a magician, so it's indie wrestling's hard. I've, I've learned a lot of things. That, uh, one of the main things I've learned is that sleep is more of an option than a uh, a priority. How much How much sleep do you get regularly? These I don't sleep at all. Uh, you probably, I complain about it all the time on my page and on my Instagram. So I'm like <laughs> I'm like a zombie. Like I'll uh, people like people always ask me like I'll get like two hours of sleep and they're like How do you you know like just example just this last weekend I, I went to ECW show on Saturday night and it was just one of those nights where I just I thought I'd be I'd be going home at 11 p.m. but I didn't go home till 8 a.m. the next morning and then I had work at 10 and everyone's like How do you like How are you even still alive and I'm like I'm just I just don't sleep but like How's the sleeping schedule for you like What does that work like I don't It, it depends There are sometimes where if I'm wrestling in New York Great I get to go home at around. 12 and I get to sleep and wake up and do it all over again but sometimes I have to wrestle in Ohio Indiana uh, Delaware do you, do you have like a travel visa are you getting points for all this traveling you're doing and stuff I like I, I wish I you're 20 years old I'm pretty sure I'm, this is the banker in me coming up but you should have one of those visas where you're getting points or earning miles because you'll be getting some free flights yeah, and stuff it's, soon it's most of almost all independent wrestlers uh it's hard to get a promoter to pay for a flight, so most of the time, if if it's under ten hours driving, you're going to end up driving. Which I know might sound nuts to people listening to this, but I've I've been in a car for over fifteen hours just driving. Do you have any crazy ro- Do you have any crazy road stories now? Since you know you've been traveling oh, a lot, God. this um, is the place I've to share it. Of, I've had a lot of stories where I've been in serious traffic, and I've 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 had to. Uh, I've had to seriously go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and th- those are always those are always fun. You know, when you when you're on the side of the road on a highway with your pants down, that's always a good time. Uh, what else? I mean, I got I got a lot of a lot of stuff. When it's late at night, there's there's no like legitimate food to eat, so you go to a fast food restaurant and you uh, you pray to God there's something healthy. There's never anything healthy, so you end up. The only thing you're able to eat is gumballs out of uh, a candy machine because they're not even selling fast food, and it's three in the morning, and your your energy is based off of peppermint gumballs. That's uh, brutal. I just 
That's brutal. That must suck. <laughs> like, what cool. do you like? Do you like? I guess yeah, because you have to stay in like shape and stuff. This is like a this is you're doing the thing, man. And it's like, yeah. It's, I mean, during during the week, I I my nutrition is on point, and you can go to the gym. The thing that people don't realize about the the Indies and is like. There's, there's, where else do you have to go besides a Wendy's or McDonald's at two in the morning? And that's literally shows end at 11. So you, by the time you get out of there, you get dressed up, you get your pay from the, from the promoter, you're, it's about 12. And by the time you're even close to home, it's, it's three, 4 a.m. Like you're starving. The only thing you can eat is unhealthy. So you're screwed. It's, it's rough. So that's crazy. Yeah, I know it's not the most. Yeah. I know it's not the most exciting thing to, to listen to, but yeah. It's it's not easy. The road isn't easy. Like like so now you've been doing this for about two years. Now you started at the beginning of 2015. You started training. So, like I know it's hard to put it in perspective, but like 2015, the beginning of 2015 does not feel that long ago. Like if we're gonna no. talk about 2015, like that's pretty much like like it's crazy to me that's already the beginning of 2017. But like I can think back to the beginning of 2015. And I can like already remember everything that was going on and stuff. And I'm like. The amount you've accomplished in two years, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's really inspiring because, like, you, it was like kind of like a rocket. Like, one minute you were training at Creative Pro Wrestling, and the next thing you know, you were, like, doing ads for the WWE. I think it was TLC, was it, in 2015? You did the commercial for them? Yeah. It was the Money in the Bank, I not TLC. The TLC commercial. They, they had me fall off ladder repeatedly onto the floor for pay. Didn't complain. They, they slow-moed it up and... If you're on, if you go on the network and you see somebody falling off the ladder at the beginning of the TLC pay per view, that's me. I think it might have so, been money. In the, might have been money in the bank. I might have, but uh, yes, I think it was money in the bank. It was money in the bank. Yeah. So you did that, and the next thing you know, you, you're working for Beyond. You're working. You're getting signed to Combat Zone Wrestling. They had those amazing, hilarious promos for Combat Zone Combat Zone Wrestling before you went there. How was that going? How was yeah. everything at Combat Zone? How did that all start? How did you get to CZW? Well, I'm, I'm loving CZW. I mean, how did I get there? I, I uh, was in their Dojo Wars program a little bit. It's like the developmental program. I did that for about half a year. I think right off the bat that the owner, DJ Hyde, saw something in me. I, I kind of consider DJ a close friend now and uh, uh, a mentor. He's a good dude. He saw something in me, and he decided to uh, help me out and, and give me a platform. Uh, and I can't thank him more for it. So, yeah. Do you think... Go yeah, on. go ahead. No, ever since then? Yeah, ever since then. I mean, it's pretty much steamrolled. I'm, I'm all over the place because of CZW and because DJ, I decided to take a chance on a, at the time, 19-year-old kid who, who really just was hungry. Could cut a promo. At the time, I wasn't the best in the ring. I think now I can, I am confident to say I'm very good in the ring. But at the time, I was, I was really, really green. Yeah, no, and, and and I and I think that's a, has to do a lot of it is that you've developed a character, and I'm huge on like characters. Like if you don't like, you can be the greatest vest in the world, but you need to have a character to like really have me locked personally. Like I say, for example, I'm like someone can do a lot of flips and be really good in the ring and like a really good technical wrestler or whatever. But I'm more intrigued if you have a larger than life character that is able to be portrayed in the ring. Like for example, uh, I love Marty Squirrel because. He might not be able to do the stuff Will Ospreay does, but the guy has such a good character that when he's in the ring messing with someone's fingers, like, it gets me. Because I yeah. get that, because that's what he would do. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's what he would do. That's something he would do. I get that. His character, he'd do something like that, and it gets a pop. But, like, say if Will Ospreay did that, people would just be like, oh, you know what I mean? So, like, 
I've been recruiting. 100%. And I feel like Character you... Character is huge. Yeah, and I feel Everyone like you... Everyone on the independents nowadays, I feel, doesn't take having a gimmick or having a character or understanding who you are seriously enough. And everybody just wants to do flips and everybody wants to do moves where the other guy lands on the top of their head to get a cheap pop. But me personally, I, I'd rather get a crowd invested in uh, who I am, not not just the moves I'm doing. And, and, and that's why I feel like you were always really good at that. And, and then and that brings me back to, like, how... Uh... How like like those promos for CZ? Whose ideas are those? Like the the like the TMZ like news like promos? Like where did those come from? The Wrestle Scoop. I gotta give that all to uh, my man John Carlo. That's that's another guy, a really close friend of mine, and we we've both ever since we met. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a you know I'm really good with a microphone. Yeah. And he's really good at editing, and he also has a great he has a great mind like like I do as far as creatively. And when we put our brains together, man, we were able to create that crazy monster that everybody's talking about as far as those vignettes. Because, like, so, yeah. we knew you could talk from the moment they, like you were featured in that Tough Enough commercial for the nominee, not, like when yeah. everyone was oh applying God, for the Tough enough. enough. Well, that's where, that's where I think you really took off for, like, obviously when you started asking us promoting and promoting, but what you, when, I got, when I posted that thing about you being in the Tough Enough thing, that's when everyone, like, from my from my side saw who you were and was like, oh, my God, they're comparing you to other wrestlers. Like, this guy's great. He's got it, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, and that's when I'm like, I know this guy can talk. And then now with this whole character development, like, we had the whole thing in Creator Pro when you were with Joe and it was like you and you had your bodyguard guy. And now you're in CZW and you got a girl, which is also works well with Maria Manic as you're like, you know, side piece, and like, I don't know if that sounded mean. Yeah, but, <laughs> she's a good piece of Yeah, <laughs> as you know, like, manager, like, it's perfect pairing for you, like, I feel like if you didn't have a character, it'd be really hard for you to do that everywhere, because it's easy to, like, okay, this is who he is, this is how we're going to put him out there, and, like, that, those things are great, like, I love that WrestleScoop moment, and, uh, and I think that the fact that I saw that clip, and I even posted it recently, like, when you came and to CZW, like, you didn't even say anything, but you were getting booed the hell out of, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I consider facial expressions really important in professional wrestling. A lot of people undermine it. But, like, if if you can draw a crowd in by just looking at them and you don't have to say a word, why why waste your breath, you know? I mean, uh, I I talked for the first time at CZW this weekend because uh, I had to, because I had to tell the crowd that I was going to be wrestling my in-ring debut. And it took, like, ten minutes just to be able to speak they were air horning me and booing me just because of the way I walk and the way I look and people, people isn't that like an really awesome feeling take, like uh, oh my god yeah I mean like, like you know I'm a huge Rowdy Piper fan mm-hmm. from the last time we talked yeah and for me that's that's what Piper Piper was I mean he didn't even have to talk and the crowd would go apeshit by the time he stepped foot into the ring but he was still such a good promo, so you could add that layer. And then he would talk. And then it was even more of a screw this guy. And that's that's all I ever want to be. I just want to be Rowdy Piper. I really don't care how that sounds. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, you want to be, you, like, when we think about Rowdy Piper, like, I know personally when I think about Rowdy Piper, I and I yeah. always go, and he said himself, and it's one of those lines that I always, and I always agree with, and it was, it was on Halloween Havoc, 1996. Go find it on the WWE Network. But he made his WCW debut, and it was after Hogan beat, I forget who, maybe the Giant or someone, and uh, Piper came out, and he cut a promo on Hogan. And one of the best lines he said was, 
do you think they would have liked you as much as they do if I didn't make them hate me as much as they did? Which is true. Like, Hogan wouldn't have been as big as yeah. he was if Hogan, if Piper wasn't as big of an asshole as he was. Because you need a great villain to make the superhero look great. It's like Batman's not that great without Joker. Because Joker's like his biggest villain that everyone knows about. And it's like, whoa. So Piper was like, you know, Hogan's Joker. You know? And, uh... Yeah, I think that's that's another big thing that I love about professional wrestling is uh, good versus evil, like bad guy versus good guy, and that's such a huge integral thing. Um, and they're starting; it's starting to get more gray areas in pro wrestling. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not a fan of it. I'm just I'm not huge on it. Like I like I like having a good guy versus a bad guy in a wrestling match. The best example is I I finally got to watch the WWE UK tournament, and I loved it. They told a serious story. There was. There was clear-cut characters. I mean, Pete Dunne was this vicious, animalistic monster who all he wanted was that gold. He's bitter, and he just wants to prove he's the best. And then you have, you know, you have Tyler Bate, who's this this young kid, and he's he's sympathetic, and he's an underdog, and you, you want to see him do well. So when you mix those two things together, it creates for a story you want to care about as opposed to just two guys beating the crap out of each other with no with no background or story behind it, which, I, which I'm not a huge fan of. I feel like, and then this is this, this is talk about independent wrestling a little bit now, off that point, right? Um, the, UK, sure. the UK tournament was great. It was awesome. Um, once again, like, those great stories. And I'm a huge Pete Dunne fan. I, I recently just found out who these guys all were. It was, like, in the last year. I started watching a lot of progress. Um, I watched PWG Bolo. Like I got excited when they did the whole um, Mark Andrews versus Pete Dunningham because I loved that match from Bolo last year. Um, the thing that I feel like a lot of independent companies do, like for example, What Culture does, great to watch, fun company, but where they just put two big names together against each other and there's no reason why. It's like we're putting this guy against this guy. And I'm like, but I still, I'm, I love the story aspect behind it, right? But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you get that a lot, though. You know what I mean? Well, it's a single way to put this guy over this oh. guy, but why? And I'm like, just for a good 100%. match, you and know? That's why uh, I'm I'm enjoying uh, independent wrestling now more than ever in the sense that I think promoters are starting to catch on to that. Yeah, the crowds don't want to just see cluster cluster crazy matches with two guys who are like indie cool and just hey, go at it. Here's a match just because. You're starting to see more storylines. You're starting to see storylines in companies like Beyond and CZW and AAW. Like you're starting to see storylines become more pertinent. Now, don't get me wrong. It's it's not it's not a bad thing to have. I don't know, like two really cool indie guys go one on one just because and throwing that match out there. Like that's not an awful thing. But as long as my main event has a story behind it, I'm cool. If something on the card does, you know what I mean? Because like, even if you took the UK tournament, for example, that just happened. The main sure. story throughout the thing was they're going to crown the first ever UK champion, and there was a tournament going on. And those, like, you know, within the tournament, they built the story, you know, like Tyler Bate being 19, and he's this underdog who's like, blah, 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 had no nerves, he was going at it. Or, like, um, you know, Pete Dunne, like, he just, I just, he doesn't give a fuck, and he's trying to win, he's going to beat up whoever. But at the same time, they were able to lightly throw in, like, this match between Tommy End and Neville. Like, you know, there wasn't really a reason for it, but it was cool. So I get oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I get that. It was cool to see, like, what? I'm I didn't cool think I was going to see this. I'm, I'm cool with having those crazy balls-to-the-wall super indie matches as long as at the end of my card I'm getting a story. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But if every match on the card is just two guys beating the crap out of each other just because, I, I don't care for it. Uh, the, the, 
I, I get made fun of a lot by, by my peers. Uh, I have a nickname. Some people call me the two-year vet just because I have a very old-school uh, opinion on things. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, my goal in professional wrestling, which it might sound weird, but my biggest goal in pro wrestling is I want to make the fans appreciate that part of pro wrestling as opposed to seeing a, you know, tombstone on the apron. I want the fans to appreciate more me beating the crap out of a one particular part of the man's body part. And then the guy has to fight up from underneath and, and, and he's weakened and you don't know if he's going to win. And then when he finally comes back, it's, it, it means more. That's what I want. That's what I miss in wrestling. I, I actually kind of, I saw that a little bit in that match that, that the free match you had on YouTube there, the one with Rex there, like where you're working his arm and I'm like, this is great. Cause I love that. Yeah. Cause that's, that's like, once again, like you have characters, that's going to tell a story about the match if you build up a little bit. But then there's a story within the match. Like, what is this? What, how yeah. does this match start? Where is the middle of the match going to be? Where is the comeback? And then what's the conclusion? You don't get that all the time. Sometimes 100%. it's just spot after spot after spot, and you're like, hey, this was sweet, but I don't get it. Like, this is, you know. <laughs> yes, and I, I, think, I think the reason why, in my opinion, I, I, I have that more so than maybe someone else does on the indies is because of my training. It's because I trained with Kurt Hawkins, who's in the WWE right now. It's because I trained with Pat Buck, that creative pro. It's we, we were trained and we had ingrained in our heads that if you're going to have a wrestling match, you better have a story in that wrestling match and not just do things just because. And that's not me taking a shot at anyone. It's just that's not my style. Like, it was the way you were taught. People, yes, my style and the way I was taught was to get people invested in my match by the story, not by the moves. And there are guys out there that are able to mix both beautifully. Like, for example, uh, I'm, I am a huge Sammy Callahan fan. If he mixes story with cool sequences and moves and, and acrobatics, and you get fully invested, it's not just spots with Sammy. He's able to put you on a roller coaster ride and add the cool flavors in and still have a story and still have it make sense. Look, I uh, th- that's one person I'd like to watch. I, like I think don't worry, I think everyone's gonna have those matches where they're just out to having fun and there isn't a story. But if that's what you do all the time, then it's it just for me it's like that's that's not something I want to watch all the time. Like you got to get serious sometimes. Like yeah, you can have some gimmicky matches and some joke matches and whatever. Like you know if it's like in an, in an independent company where they're just there to mess around anyways, or they have a stacked card and you want to have that one silly match, like cool. But I don't know. I, I, I like I like where you're coming from, like the way you think about things. And I, personally, that's what I would agree with is that I, yeah, I like I, having I appreciate now. that you look at it that way because I noticed that a lot of independent fans look at it the polar opposite way. They just want to see, you know, crazy moves. But yeah, see, I'm not like every, that. Everybody's different. Yeah, like I'm not There's I'm not watching a match to count super kicks, you know, and as cool as they are, <laughs> I want to see a match with, you know, like and once again, like if the rest of the card, if the card has something really dope on it, and there's other matches that are going to have really good stories. If there's one comedic match where we're counting super kicks, cool, but like that shouldn't be my main event. That's not what I want to watch last of the night. Like that's that started off 100%. the show. That's that start, why, yeah. That's why I was so happy to have met a guy like John Carlos because he looks wrestling the same way I do, and we wanna we wanna bring it back to the to the good old days where those things matter again. Yeah. Now let's, 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 I, think I think slowly but surely we're accomplishing that. Which is great. And I saw that, like, yeah, I watched that match you told me we talked about today and I watched it and I'm like, you were doing that, you are working in the Army, you are doing that thing and I'm like, like, it's great to see that still happening. You know, and you do see it a lot. It still is out there but it's like, it's more of a rarity in the independent scene yeah. than, a, than an average thing and, uh, have you now? I just out of curiosity. Now that we're we're talking about the UK tournament before and stuff, and we're talking about Tyler Bade and Pete Dunne and etc. 
Um, I would have loved to sure. see Marty Skrull guys in part of it, but I know the Santa Ring of Honor, but I'm a big fan of him right now. There was a big boom of the wrestling, independent wrestling in England. It's, it's, it's been exploding for the last year and a half. Have, have you ever thought Huge. about wrestling? Have you been thought about wrestling over there at all? Or? Oh, well, I'm actually, I'm headed to the UK in, in February. Oh, what the? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Where are you, you know, wrestling? I'll, I'll be wrestling for LDN, LDN Promotions in, in the uh, United Kingdom, going across the pond. I'm hoping I'm going to learn a thing or two different over there because their style is a little bit different, as you notice, watching the uh, network special. Yeah, they got and, their uh, own sense of strong style, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not like Japanese yeah. strong style. It's, it's what they say, UK strong style. That's what it is. It's still kind of rough and yeah. tough, but, you know. Do, do you know it's who you're wrestling? kind of wrestling. Do you know who you're wrestling? I said, do you know who you're wrestling? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm really not sure yet. I just know that I'm, I'm booked on the card. Uh, the dates, I believe, I can tell you right now. If you give me one second. Do, 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 do. I will be there February 12th to February 20th. Okay. No, see, because I know I got a lot of people from the UK that follow my page and listen to this stuff, and they'll, you know, they want to go check you out. I see Maxwell J. Feinstein live. I don't know whereabouts in the U- in the UK that is, uh, but if oh you... yeah, if you if you just go to LDN uh, Wrestling on on Facebook, it, it's got all the uh, promotional information on the events and the dates. So, and you guys can go check them out and be like, you listen to this, and this is what you found out, and you know that'd be pretty cool. Um, well, that's cool, yeah, because yeah, I'm like. Yeah, that was another thing that definitely shocked me, because uh, being the fact that I'm only two years in, there there are some people who go 15 years in professional wrestling not being able to get outside of their state, let alone uh, the country. So it meant a lot. This opportunity definitely means a lot. If you ever want to come wrestle up here in Canada, I can try to talk to some people and get you out here. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, uh, bro, I I love. I mean, there are so many companies I love in Can- uh, in Canada, like Alpha One. I'm a huge fan yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a there's a couple companies that I love in Canada. For I'm sure. pretty sure uh, I can probably set. Some... I think. Pardon. The Team Super Kick to Toronto. Well, I think okay, that sounds awesome. I know what is it? ECCW. Oh, that's out here by my area. Yeah, yeah. No, I could probably get you to yeah. come out here to wrestle. I, I know I can talk to the right people, and that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean that would, that would be phenomenal. We can talk about that afterwards. That's actually something that could actually happen. I'm not, and I just thought I don't know why I've never thought about that before. I thought about it before. I'm not gonna say I never thought about it before. But I don't know why we've never talked about it before. Gotcha. That's what, but is, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, no, was, what the, we'll see what I'll talk to them and see what happens. But yeah, now that you're actually two years in, I had another question I was really curious about. Because like, now you're now you're like in the business. You're like a, you're a part of it. You you meet people. You see people. Um, has there been anyone you met that you still kind of marked out for? And you're like, what the hell? Like, this is nuts. Like, oh my god, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, there's there's certain people that when you're watching Independence as a kid that you just want to meet very badly, and there are people I still haven't met yet. Like, the the day I meet Adam Cole is the day I'm gonna probably have a panic attack. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet, but when yeah. it does, you'll definitely find out because I won't be on social media for a while because I'll be hospitalized. Besides that... <laughs> do you still try to go up uh, to them and act all cool, though? Like, when you meet people, like... Because I, I know I do that. Like, I'll go to people and I'll try to act like I'm not super excited. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm like, oh, it's great to meet you. Oh, my God, this is cool. But inside, I'm, like, screaming like a little girl. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, nice, nice to meet you. 100%. Yeah. I, I, and it's cool because then you end up becoming friends with these guys that you looked up to. Like, I, I can say I'm I'm now friends with some of the... Some of my heroes in independent wrestling. And that's... That's a cool thing to be able to do. Like, I, I, I get to talk to a, another guy who I consider a mentor, Bull James. 
who was in NXT, and I'm, I'm sure you remember him. He, um, you know, I, I personally loved his stuff because he's he wrestled old school. Yeah, and, Bull Dempsey uh, for those Bull Dempsey for those wondering who that is. Just I want to throw that out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can, I can say I'm close with him. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I really uh, I've gotten to know David Starr this yeah. past year, and he's a really cool guy. Uh, who else? I mean, the list is it's cool. The list is long and it's cool. Was it crazy seeing Kurt Hawkins go back to the WWE? How did that feel when you guys found that out? Because he was like your trainer, he's like oh, your mentor. Uh, we're just we're just so proud of him and proud to proud to be able to know him in general. I mean, Kurt's just a really good guy. He's he truly is. He's he's just like he's just like you or I or anyone listening to this podcast. He just truly is a fan of professional wrestling and and he always since he was a kid wanted to be a part of professional wrestling. And the fact that he has another opportunity to live out his dream is is awesome and we're all super happy for him I, I swear when I found out he was coming back you were one of the first people I thought about I'm like oh he's pro- they're probably all excited over there <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah I no. remember uh, when his vignette first started coming out they yeah. face the fact stuff we were all we were all marking out huge for that that's awesome and now that you kind of know how much they value character and stuff like you know he's taking that seriously right hearing the stories from you um yeah, no, that's crazy. I remember a lot of people got excited when he was coming back. I wish he was on there more. Hopefully he is in 2017. I'd love to see him. Uh... I, I think things will turn around a little bit more in 2017. You'll see you'll see Kurt Hawkins more on your TV set, for sure. I think so, because it's... Um, uh, yeah, I know, like, yeah, I know, because he's... Yeah. Like, I, those those promos are great, those face facts. You know, I thought we were going to get more of him, but it's starting off a little bit slow, but that's cool, because, you know, it's... If anything has happened in wrestling the last two years, it's just expect the unexpected, like, God, Goldberg's back for fuck's sakes. Kurt Angle's going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Shane McMahon came back. Chris, like Chris Hero's, Chris Hero's back in WWE. Chris Hero's Shinsuke Nakamura is in WWE in the first place. What, like, what is going on? Like, expect yeah. the unexpected. Another, Anything can uh, happen. Like, imagine the day. Hero was another guy when I was when I was in the Beyond locker room. I got a chance to speak to him, and that was definitely a, a pretty crazy moment. How was that? Was he? Uh, uh, did you know who you were? He, he's quite possibly one of the most innovative people in, in professional wrestling ever. But, well, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Did he know who you were? <laughs> no. No, okay. <laughs> Fair but, enough. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, never know. He, yeah. But uh, he was super nice to me. Uh, I had talked to him for a little bit. We Believe it or not, we were talking about, uh, TV, we were just talking about, like, cool, our favorite sitcoms on TV. It wasn't even about wrestling. Uh, just a super cool, genuine guy. No, that's sure. awesome. And all he just gets he just gets bigger. Like I mean like not bigger, I mean better. He's getting better. He gets better oh. and, like he like he's like <laughs> I don't know why I said the other thing first. I don't know where that came from. But no, even if he like honestly, even if he did get bigger, like I know a lot of people throw that out, like, oh he got bigger, like he's out of shape. He's still just as good if not better. Like I was watching some of the stuff oh, recently and I'm like, this guy's like he's just He's like he like he moves like he's like like nothing ever gonna happen. The you know? same exact way he's been moving since he started. Exactly. So I don't know why everyone bitches about that. I'm like, he's just as good, if not better. Because I personally, I think he's even better. Like he's just, the, the stuff he does is more like, well, holy shit! I can't believe he just did that. You know? And yep. One, I think uh, one of the most respected guys out there from anybody I've ever talked to. Like one of the most respected guys to have in the locker room and stuff. You know? So that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, but but. The most uh, the most awkward encounter I ever had was with John Cena. How was that? Where'd you meet John Cena? 
Uh, when I, I did extra work for the WWE, I met John. How was that? Uh, Who else yeah. did you meet? And that was... So, it was it was rough. Let's hear the story. Take us behind the, the scenes with you. Now. Let's hear it. Let's just hear the story. Take us back with you. You're going to do extra work for the WWE. How did it all go down? Yeah. So, I'm, I, I am in the back. I'm doing extra work for WWE. I believe this was the same day that I did the Samoa Joe shove for uh, NXT Brooklyn. Yeah. If you recall that, and I don't know if you're the people listening recall that, but I I, I had done extra work for WWE and you were dressed up as you were you were a security guard, Joe security, and he shoves me to the side. I recall that. Uh, yeah. After after that, I was in the back, and they line up all the extras, and they go, uh, they're looking around, and they go, okay, pick that one, and they point right at me. I'm all like, what is going on? And this has nothing to do with the Samoa Joe one. This is a completely different thing. And they bring me into the room and they go, we need to do a mock paint job of Finn Balor's uh, paint on you because we need to know what it will look like on Finn. And you have, you have the same body type as him. I'm like, okay. And uh, they're, oh, I guess I need Finn Balor in this story too. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, this day was crazy. Uh, this uh, <laughs> keep going. I want to hear this. This is great. Yeah. So, so you... uh, they're, they're painting me up there. They're done painting me. And I, I could send you the photo of it, but I don't think you're legally allowed to post the photo. That's cool. I won't uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so they're, they're painting me up. And then out of nowhere, uh, uh, Finn Balor comes into the room. And he's nose to nose with me. And he's looking up and down at me as if I'm not like a real human being. He's just checking out the paint. And out of nowhere, he goes, uh, he, in, in his uh, thick Irish accent, he goes, so what's your name? And I go, my name is Max. He goes, he goes, you're doing a great job, Max. You look fantastic. And then he walks away. <laughs> well, that's cool. Like, that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, really in, cool you're in his paint and shit, and he's just like, yeah, you're doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was, it was just cool to talk to him. And then, and then I got to just ask some, uh, some wrestling questions. Like uh, I said, how did it feel to uh, make your debut here? And what did it feel like to be outside of Indies? And he was super nice to me. He told me it, it's been a great experience. And... He appreciates the fact that the fans even recognized who he was. Just a super humble guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, now to the John Cena part, um, I had to to change to do this paint thing. And this is the sad part. So when you're an extra, you want to look the part. So I was in a suit. I had my suit pants on, my, my jacket, my nice dress shirt. So they look at me and they go, okay, we have to paint you. So I had to go to the back and change. And I realized I had nothing to change out of. And so I'm freaking out. And my friend goes, oh, I have a pair of basketball shorts. I go, okay, great. So I take my dress pants off and put on the basketball shorts. And I realize I look like a complete idiot because I have a dress shirt on, basketball shorts, and then black dress shoes with high black dress socks. So try to picture that in your head right now. Yeah. I look like, an, I look like a moron. Yeah. Right? No, I can so picture, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Start, yeah. So now the locker room in which I'm getting changed at so I can do the face pit, the, uh, the face paint part for Finn is all the way on the other side of the arena. So you have to walk so there in your basketball shorts, high dress black socks, and a dress shirt? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so I have my head down, and I'm walking, and I'm praying to God nobody stops me to say anything, and I'm bugging out, and out of nowhere I finally reach the room, and I am so happy. I... I just a big exhale of breath. I'm like, thank God. Nobody saw me in this awful getup. I'll do this whole face paint thing, and then I'll change back into my suit. And, you know, I'll, I'm good. And then I'll just go to catering and eat, and I'll keep my head down. So 
out walks John Cena out of the exact room where I need to get the face paint. And I'm like, oh, no, in my head. And John stops, looks at me up and down, and he goes, interesting wardrobe choice. <laughs> and I, I crack, and I go, it's not my fault. And then I just sprint into the room. Why was he? I was so nervous. <laughs> I literally just, in slow motion, I, it felt like it must have been an hour that me and John Cena were looking at each other, <laughs> even though I know in real life it was only 10 seconds. Everything yeah, just was, slowed down, right? It was just like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh no, just yeah. really bad, really bad. But uh, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't remember it, so it's all good. <laughs> that's but so. Yeah, that, that's he's probably not used to walking around backstage seeing people walking around like that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Did you ever? Yeah. It's, wow. This is. I think that'd be so weird. I don't know. You're lucky you didn't run to a door or anything. Yeah. That would have been bad. Um, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> how was how was it? Cause then, uh, that was that the night of uh, the NXT show then, or yes? Because then you oh, were still you were still day, there for Tuesday night SmackDown. After, it was the day after NXT, I think, because I did the two day extra work shot. Yeah, because you did you did the whole SmackDown live thing where you had to grab Carmella, or did you grab Nikki? Which one did you yep. grab? I grabbed Carmella, and that was also another like scary experience because I was so afraid I'd grab her the wrong way and then she'd get offended. How did that go? Did you did you guys talk about that? Did you have to like plot out how this was supposed to go down? Or Well, no, not really. I mean, it just said make sure you grab her off of her and just do a pull apart. And I was like, oh God. You're like, yeah, I, I do that I do that every day. I know how to do that. Okay, sure. Like, you, you know, obviously you're, yeah. you get nervous, right? Yeah. I mean, anybody could pick up another human being. It's just a matter of uh, making sure it's not inappropriate. Not and it's a girl. You know, if it's a woman, if you pick up a dude, you're like, whatever, you'll grab him and pull him back. But, like, you gotta, you know, I feel yeah. like, I, if, it was, if I was in your position, I'd be standing like, uh, okay, just make sure I don't, like, grab anything, like, by accident, and just, you know, don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, but it was all good, right? Nothing happened. That was on Talking Smack, if anybody wants to go check it out. I don't know, I don't remember what episode, but it was one of the early episodes of Talking Smack. Don't yeah, be- and then we kept airing it on all these pay-per-views, because they were still in a feud. Yeah. So, like, I kept getting airtime, it was hilarious. That's awesome. How does that feel though? Like you get to go like I know like almost a lot of the WWE superstars every time they end up going to the WWE, someone will like somehow search in the interweb and find someone having like a trial match or doing extra work and you're like, Oh look, like I remember um there's a like you know how Seamus is in the WWE now, like there's a like, yes. Pictures of him surfing the internet as him as a security guard. Uh, one of the most popular ones yeah, is CM. Yeah, Bobby Roode dressed up as a cop. Yeah, like yeah. CM Punk as a security guard as Brock Lesnar is walking by, like. Everyone has those moments. Now you can always say if you ever make it to the WWE, which I believe you will, you have that moment, and people can take those screenshots and start putting them up. They're like, "Holy shit, this guy's next to Samoa Joe!" Yeah, I, I sure hope so. That'd be great, right? Um, yeah. How does that feel though? Like, like, how is the backstage atmosphere in the WWE backstage? Because you are there. Like, how? Like, uh, just super cool experience. I'd love to be able to do it again. Um, I know they're coming in my neck of the woods again soon, and and hopefully I'll be there. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. Yeah. No. So, how do you feel about the current product right now? Like we're both we're, we're, we're both currently I mean, I not watching Raw because we want to do this. But like, what do you think of uh, like if there's one thing you could change, what would you change? There's one thing that I could change. I'll be honest; they're they're doing everything I, I I'd want them to do. I, while it is three hours, I know that's rough, but. People need to understand the business side of things. If they went down to two hours, then Vince is losing money. Oh, no, I get that. The reason why they're doing three hours is 
No, I so get that too. More I get that too. Advertising and everything, and the, the, and the one they're on a contract for three hours. That's not going to change at a snap of a finger, regardless. I think they're supposed to be three hour show till 2017, anyways. They obviously make more revenue through advertising and all that. I understand that, and they have to worry about the sponsors and everything. But as a wrestling fan, would you think it'd be more enjoyable if it was two hours? Not at looking at it from the business perspective, just as a fan, because I get it too. I get that. I don't like. I wish they just made the most out of the three hours a little bit. Sometimes I feel like. This, the stuff that happens on there, which makes sense, and then I feel like the stuff that happens on there that is just, sometimes it's just uninvent, uneventful, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just personal opinion. But as a wrestling fan, would you want to be down to two hours? As a wrestling fan, yes. As okay. a professional wrestler, no, because that leaves less of a time slot for guys like me to have an opportunity on that show. No, that's Does true. That also make... no, that's that another sense. thing that people don't think about. Yeah. Um... Are are you uh, going to WrestleMania this year or anything? Are you gonna be in? Are you gonna be in Orlando during that week or? I will be in Orlando during that week because I'm gonna be on a show in Orlando. So. What show is that? Uh, WrestlePro. Oh, good stuff. So be a yeah. WrestlePro. You'll be down there in Orlando. Are you gonna do any of the WrestleCon stuff or anything? Will people be able to meet you? Is there anything else going on down there for you that week? Um, as of right now, no. But I'm I'm sure that'll change in the following months, and we'll see what happens for sure. Sounds good, sounds good. What else do you have coming up in your area? Like, what are the other shows? You gonna plug whatever you want to plug right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let, let's definitely talk about Creative Pro, or else the boys will beat the crap out of me. Uh, our show's coming up January 20th, which is, you know, real soon. Yeah, very so soon, yeah. If, if you live in Long Island or you live near Hicksville, it's a super easy drive. The parking lot's nice and big for you, and you'll be able to see some good old-fashioned wrestling. And then... I mean, I just got a whole lot of shows after that. I'm making my Chaotic Wrestling debut February 3rd, and I will be back on CZW show February 11th. And then I'm going to London uh, February 12th to February 20th, and a whole lot more wrestling after that. That's just a crazy schedule. Like, you're beginning to have a 2017 is just set for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have dates up until December. That's the whole, the whole year, basically. You're done. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. That's nuts. Well, yeah, so if anybody wants to check him out, you, you got all the information right there. I'll try to share it again on my page or whatever. Um, what else, man? Like, what, what, like, what's next for Maxwell J. Feinstein? Like, where do you see yourself in a few years? Where do you want to be? Because the, the character's great. You're killing it right now in the independence. You're doing your thing. Like, what's what's next? You know, what, what's your next goal? Because as far as I... From my perspective, anytime you set a goal for yourself, you've been you've been hitting it, you know. So, what do you got planned? Yeah, for yourself? I mean, my, I think my my biggest goal now is to be. I want to become a top guy at CZW. I I want to become a top guy at Beyond. I I want to find myself in places like House of Hardcore, Evolve, and just keep the momentum rolling as far as 2017 goes. And and as far as two to three years go from now, I I, I uh, hopefully I see myself going down to Orlando. So we'll see what happens. That's all. Like, so I'm gonna ask you last two questions. Um, then maybe we'll do like a quick thing. I'll say a name. You just give me your opinion, and then we'll call it off of that. I do want to have sure. you on. I do want to have you on here again. Uh, I feel like today uh, just it took a little while to set up, so we're both kind of like. Uh, but next time we know what we got to do. We'll have this on faster, and I'd love to have you on again. First question I want to ask you. Absolutely. Is there any word of advice that you've gotten in the last two years from anybody that you that has stuck with you since? Like what? Um, like that you replay in your head all the time, and that's what you use as an independent professional wrestler. Huh. 
I'm going to have to say what William Regal said to me when I did extra work. He, uh, he looked at me in the face and he straight up said, you're, you're very good, you're very talented, but you have your whole entire life ahead of you. Don't be in a rush to get here. Try to experience as many things as you possibly can and have as much fun as you possibly can. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. Yeah. No, you know what? No wonder he is who he is because that's the great advice, to be honest. Because what, what are you, 20 years old? Yeah. God damn, man. Like, you yeah, started at the right time. Yeah. It meant a lot to hear him say that he, he saw something in me, but moreover, it meant a lot that his, uh, I really enjoyed his advice and I liked it and I take it very seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm in no rush. I want to continually, continuously get better in the ring and on the microphone. And when it's my time, whether it's when I'm 22 or 38, I, I will be more than happy to be over there. No, that sounds great. I'm the day you you get there. I'm I'm going to mark the fuck out like crazy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I consider you a friend. I feel like um, you Me know, if well. if you ever need anything, you know, I'm always here. Like your your dad's always messaging me too when stuff's going on. So like I'm, I trust me, I I get to know everything. And then when uh, yeah. and then from minor thing, like I know if I ever ask you for anything, ever need anything from you, like you know, like like a friend, like we have, we'll have that mutual conversation. It's good, and and I appreciate that. Um, so for me to see you, like I think I I'd, I'd be happy as hell. I just. I know it has nothing to do with me, but I'd feel like I accomplished something as well because I'm like, ah, shit, the guy made it. You know, it'd be a big, it'd be a big deal. Um, the other, well, it does have something to do with me, man. I, I wouldn't have the amount of buzz I have if it wasn't for your help with those posts, hundred percent. I appreciate that. I honestly do because I try, man. I know, and I I say this all the time. I'm I'm grateful for what I have. I joke around. I say I got popular by accident because that's that's basically what happened, but. <laughs> But I, I, the fact that I have that, like, I, I want, I'm not one of those people that, that's gonna just be like, oh, I have this and this. Like, I try to give back as much as I can. Anytime someone asks me for a favor, if it's wrestling related mainly, if it's not wrestling related, I might ask you for money. But <laughs> if it's wrestling related, <laughs> straight the fuck up. If it's wrestling related to, though, like, I'll, I'll try to help other people, like other pages, other independent wrestlers, like even, um, they, they, I was actually talking to them today when I posted about you. They, they texted me and they're like, "Oh, you know Max Feinstein? You know Max Maxwell J Feinstein?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Oh, we we did some videos with him and uh, the, the the Boulevard Bullies." Does that ring a bell? They oh said, yeah, the Boulevard Bullies. So like they've been talking to me for the months now. We swapped phone numbers and stuff just because like, hey, do you mind if you like sometimes we'll send you like our nieces pieces and if you can put that on your page and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, totally cool. And then. Today I posted your. Yeah, I love I love that I love that interview with me. That was hilarious. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna post that because uh, like I like even today I post I posted their fuck Mary kill with Ricochet, and uh, because of that the and then I posted your video and they messaged me like hey you know I'm like dude I'm like I, yeah I'm like I've known him for years now I'm like he's like a good friend I'm like uh, why they're like oh we did a video with them this is great we're gonna put it up soon we'll let you know and I'm like small world right like I guess whatever but the, very very cool yeah but the point very being cool. is that it's a I try to give back to anybody that's rest, anything wrestling related. I like, I'm yeah, popular by accident. I mean, guys like you, guys like you, Jordan Jomo. Uh, it's it's like what you guys do is you you help out guys like me who are just starting out, and because of you, more people are able to see what I what I have to offer. And I can't thank you guys more for that, and I can't thank you more for that. So thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I just want to flip the coin on the question I last asked you though. 
I asked you what was the the best advice you were given, and you gave the William Regal example. Um, now I just want to turn it around. If you were to give advice to someone that wanted to become a wrestler, someone that's sitting at home right now, maybe listen to this, maybe as a kid, maybe in a few years they can start training, maybe they are starting to train and they just don't know how they feel about it. Like, what advice would you give someone that wanted to become a professional wrestler? Take that leap of faith that you took two years ago to start training. Oh, man. It, well, the first thing I'll say is if you're anywhere near my area, it's go to Creative Pro. It's, it's the best school. Cheap plug. Period. Joking. <laughs> uh, but, no, and I'm being serious. Yeah, no, for but sure. The, the second thing I'd say is is you, you can't achieve your goals sitting on your ass, and that's just a fact. If, if you want to get something done, stop feeling sorry about yourself and, and go try to achieve it. Because you have no one else to blame but yourself if you don't. And I know that's hard to hear. But you, you got to be hard on yourself when it comes to goals because if you're not, you're just forever going to be the guy who, who wants something instead of being the guy who has something. That hit me too, man. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. It's 110% true. Um, I've been, honestly, yep. that's something I've been thinking about a lot the past year. I've messaged you and I've dropped ideas on you and you've said, hey, just fucking Justin, go do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But. And you're doing it. You, you got your shirt. You got your website. I remember when we were first talking about your website, you were like, I don't know, man. And I was like, you, you better fucking do it. And you did. And I'm trying to and be I'm consistent with these podcasts. And I've, I've thought about it in my head a million times. And, like, I think I would be, like, a really, like, if there's one thing anyone and everyone can agree on is that Justin can talk because I can talk all day, every day yep. about anything. And, like, <laughs> I would be, like, the greatest manager ever. Like, if there was someone that can't talk that well, Put him with me, and I'll fucking talk shit until you people hate him or love him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's something I maybe in the future I'll try to dip my toe in that. But I don't know, man. I think I can do it. But it's it's a lost art because you know managers aren't that big of a thing and like the big picture. But I know in the independence it could work. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and and we could talk about that whether it be on this or or, or on the phone. Like, I got you. And if you ever want to try to make your way to New York, let me know. We'll figure something out. Um, I was going to just start throwing names at you and get your opinion on people, but you know what? I am I think we should call it here. I definitely will have you on again. Yeah, I think, we, I think we definitely have some funny stories on this and some definitely some interesting conversations on the topics of professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me on. My name is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. I'm better than you and you know it. Uh, I'm going to have a pro wrestling tea site to buy merch on fairly soon uh so there's my cheap plug it's not it's not up yet but you'll know what it is because i will be posting a lot about it yeah uh, that <laughs> on that note on that <laughs> note on that note where should they follow you on instagram oh sure on instagram i am dmjf 55 and i right now i have about 4k followers which is epic but my twitter is seriously lacking so please help me I only have a thousand followers on Twitter. My uh, Twitter name is at MJ Feinstein. Pretty easy. So find him, follow him, and uh, yeah, like no, definitely. And like honestly, on that note, also like I don't know many people, but if you are like stressed out for like shirt designs or whatever, like I do know a couple of people that could probably throw things together for you just to see, you know, that could work for you. Um, yeah, no, it was a pleasure having you on here. We'll definitely do this again. Um, Next time we do this, I'm expecting to hear some more road stories because you, you fell flat on that question. I think you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. We'll definitely we'll definitely do this again. It won't be something that's once a year type of situation. We're gonna make it more than once a year. I know you're super busy, you got shows and you're booked all the way till December. Um it was my pleasure to have you on well, here. What? Yeah, man. The next time you talk to me I will be a top name on the independence, hopefully. Right now I'm just I'm starting to get there. But hopefully the next time we speak, whether it's next year or two years from now, whenever, next month. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. figure it out. I, but honestly, man, like in two years, I don't know how many, like how many people in two years can say, "Hey, I started wrestling two years ago, and I've I've wrestled in Beyond, I've wrestled in CZW, I'm, and these are like formidable, well-known companies in the independent scene. Like people know who those. I, I don't even, I haven't even watched a yeah, Beyond we, show, and I know what that is. Like you know, you can say Beyond Wrestling. I'm like oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Like you know, like this is yeah, you, you're the real it's, deal, it's man. Awesome, you're the real deal. Take it from me. Like uh, I, I think this. Fuck the sky. Like the moon's a limit for you, man. Like you're past the sky. Like you can, I, you can take it all the way. You know how to talk. You got the gift of gab just as as well as anybody else. And you're becoming a better wrestler day by day. And like you, you're the total package, man. And the fact that people compare you to other wrestlers all the time, like that's like a compliment because those other wrestlers are always people that are really fucking good. You know. Yeah, man, and and I, if I could say one more thing, I know I already gave advice, but if I can give one more piece of advice, I think the reason why I am where I am at today so fast is because of the fact that I listen to the veterans and I take the time to ask for advice, and and they're nice enough to give it to me. And if you if you are just starting this business, don't don't be afraid to talk to someone who's been doing it and going at it longer than you because they know better, whether you think so or not, they know better and. They can also help you achieve your goals because they will be able to show you the right way. So yeah, that's that's my last bit of advice. I'm gonna leave now and go eat some food because I am starving. Thank you for listening to me and the Wrestling Classic talk about wrestling. And that's all, folks. Ooh yeah, dig it. Uh huh. Goodbye. I think that's good.